Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Since the very beginning, when people chose to turn from God, the world has been a dark place. Things fall apart. We all face pain and brokenness and difficult times. God knew how desperately we needed hope. We needed rescue. And he knew we needed a reason to choose joy. So God planned an incredible gift. And he whispered about it to the prophets and the poets over hundreds of years. But the very first person to discover that God's gift was coming right now was a girl named Mary. Mary was an ordinary teenager. She was living in the ordinary town of Nazareth in the middle of nowhere special. And yet God chose her. He sent an angel with an incredible message. The Lord has blessed you in a special way. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son. You must call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high God. He will rule forever over his people. God's son. This ordinary girl was going to be the mom of God's son? Joy and fear and confusion hit her all at once. But she knew this was a gift from God. But God wasn't sending his gift to Nazareth. He'd already promised that his son, the rescuer, would be born in Bethlehem. So some things had to happen for this gift to be delivered in just the right way. A short time before the baby was going to be born, Mary and the man she was engaged to marry, Joseph, took a road trip. (laughs) The Roman ruler Caesar had ordered everyone to return to the place their family came from so that they could be counted. By the time Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem, the baby was ready to come. But the town was full. Everyone else had come home to Bethlehem too. They probably checked with every one of Joseph's relatives, but no one had any room to spare. Every space was taken, except it turned out there was a spot. But it wasn't the Hilton, and it wasn't even a decent Airbnb. The only available space in Bethlehem was a room they had to share with animals. And that was where God's son was to be born. You see, God had already made it clear that his gift wasn't just for one or two people. That night, he sent another message.
There were shepherds in the fields outside Bethlehem, watching their sheep all night. They were chilling, kind of sleepy, maybe even a little bored. When you guessed it, another angel showed up. Don't be afraid, the angel told them. I've got good news that will bring great joy to everybody. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You'll know I'm telling the truth because you'll find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then this one angel was joined by an entire choir. And they all sang out, May glory be given to God in the highest heaven. And may peace be given to those he is pleased with on earth. Those shepherds jumped right up and ran straight to Bethlehem to see God's gift. And they weren't the only ones. You see, God sent the news of his gift far and wide. He posted a notice high up in the sky. A lot of people saw that shining star. But one group of wise scholars knew it meant something very special. Through the study of prophecy, they discovered the star told of a brand new king. These scholars lived far to the east, but they too set off on a long journey to Bethlehem, bringing gifts fit for a king. Do you see it now? God was sending his son as the greatest gift the world had ever seen. God's gift came to the world in an unexpected package, in an unexpected place, in an unexpected time. He brought together the most ragtag bunch of people. And over time, they would all be in awe of God's amazing gift. Amazing gift of Jesus, God's son. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Why not? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. We sing this song every Christmas. It's probably one of the most familiar songs that we know, not just in our churches, but across our world. You see, every year we're reminded the message of Christmas is the message of joy. We talk about joy, we sing about joy, we celebrate joy, we laugh. Our kids get dressed up in all types of costumes. Some of our adults do some things they'd never do for the rest of the year. We smile and we enjoy this time of year. And it's a time of joy, right? You see, but sometimes every year, Christmas comes to an end 
December 26th is right around the corner. And if we're not careful, the message of joy can get lost until the next Christmas. And we only talk about it once a year. So it got me thinking. So we're talking about this Unbox series. We're talking about experiencing joy. What would it look like if we could experience joy all year long? What would it look like if you and I could experience joy all year long? Earlier, we heard a definition and we read about it and it said, joy means being happy even when things don't go right. And when things don't go right, how can we be joyful, right? Well, there's an answer to that. I was thinking about this this week, being reminded of something I think that would really, if we take and we plant deep in our heart, it could transform the way that we see Christmas and the way that we see joy in our own lives. How can we experience joy all year round? Simply this, think about the permanent problem, not temporary troubles. Think about the permanent problem, not temporary troubles. And I'm gonna explain what I mean by that. You see, when we focus on the temporary troubles of life, what we're saying to ourselves and to everyone around us is that our joy and our peace and our contentment is completely reliant upon what happens around us. We can only be joyful when things around us are good. We can only be at peace when the circumstances around us are in our favor. We focus on the temporary troubles because they, are resp- they, re- they reflect what happens in this world. And our lives are temporary on this earth. On this earth. But if we focus on the permanent problem, it gives us a completely different perspective. What is the problem? The problem is simply this. The problem is that we have a life that we've been born into that has sin. That you and I have a life that have been born into sin. And it doesn't matter how good we think we are. It doesn't matter how how much we care for other people and all of the good deeds that we do in this world. We can never fix the problem of sin. It is a permanent problem that you and I experience from the moment we are born in this world. And the problem with that is that the consequence to sin we see according to scriptures is death. Not just a physical death, but a spiritual death. It's a death that separates us from God. Relationship with God is completely, permanently severed because of sin in our lives. It's a permanent problem that has eternal consequences. But when we focus on the permanent problem and we recognize the gift of Jesus, we recognize something that should transform the way that we look at our lives each and every day. That this gift from God, Jesus Christ, fixes the impossible problem. Think about it. You guys hear what I'm saying? Jesus Christ fixes the impossible problem. This permanent problem that we can't fix on our own. We cannot fix the problem of sin on our own. It doesn't matter how many laws that are made. It doesn't matter how much money we spend. It doesn't matter how many programs we try to create. Sin is always going to be a problem on this earth and in our lives. But God gave us a gift. And the whole purpose of the gift was not just to change our temporary now, it's to change our eternity. That we can know the one that came 
to die for us, that we can know the one that created you and me, not just here, but for eternity. And he solved the permanent problem. And when our eyes take this from a different perspective, when we look at the perspective of what God has for us for eternity, we can experience real joy. In the Gospel of John, we read of the John the Baptist, and some of you are familiar with John the Baptist. He baptized people. That's why he was called John the Baptist. It's amazing, isn't it? But the scriptures tell us that John baptized people to repentance. And you know what that means? It means the people that were baptized by John recognized something that inherent in them was the problem of sin, that they were unable to fix themselves. And by being baptized by John, they were saying, we know we need a rescuer. We know we can't do it ourselves. We need someone to deliver us from ourselves and our sin. And Jesus is born and he grows up and he begins his ministry on earth. And in John chapter one, Jesus comes to John the Baptist. And when John looks at him, this is what we read. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him. And he says, look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's powerful that he recognized, though he baptized unto repentance, that the world recognized their need for a savior and a rescuer. He could not do that. We could not do that. And yet Jesus can. And he does. The beauty of Christmas today, guys, is that God sent his very son to rescue us from the impossible permanent problem of sin. And as hard as you try, and as hard as I try, I can never live a life that would be sinless. Oh, I wish I could. How many of us sit here today, think about the things that we've done, that we've offended maybe our spouses or our family members. Maybe we've done things that have hurt and offended ourselves. I can tell you one thing for sure, we've all offended God, every single one of us. And there's no solution to the problem but the gift of God through Jesus Christ. So when we change our perspective and we look at joy through a permanent solution to the permanent problem, we recognize something that's amazing. That the gift of joy comes from the gift of Jesus. And we can be in relationship with him today and tomorrow and the next day. And when we die and we're no longer part of this earth, you and I will be in relationship with him forever. That is the message of Christmas and it's the gift of joy that we are no longer far from God, we're no longer enemies of God, but we are completely, completely seen by God as clean, pure, and drawn into his presence. The Apostle Paul writes in Colossians chapter one, he says, this includes you. He's talking to those who have put their faith in Christ. This includes you, who were once far away from God, You and I were his enemies. We were separated from him by your evil thoughts and your actions. And then look what he says in verse 22. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ 
in his physical body. As a result, he's brought you into his own presence and you are holy and you are blameless as you stand before him without a single thought. You know what's so beautiful about that verse is he uses the word reconciled. You don't reconcile someone who's never been where you're bringing them. Reconciled is a restoration from the way that was always intended to be. We're not coming into relationship with God. We're being restored in relationship with God. And that, my friends, is a beautiful, beautiful story. And it's the message of Christmas. The message of joy. The message of hope. The message of peace. It's a message of forgiveness. And can I tell you the most beautiful thing about this today? It is a gift. You hear this? It's a gift that you and I can't earn, that you and I can't qualify for. It's a gift that God makes you and a gift that God makes and offers to me. We just have to ask ourselves if we're willing to receive that today. Have we received it? Because can I tell you today, when I look at my own life, and I look at the things around me, I know something for a fact. I know that I will experience heartache in 2020. I know I'll experience difficulty. Things will not always go my way. There will be times that I want them to look a certain way and they won't. But here's what I know. If I focus on the temporary trouble, I'll be solemn, I'll be downcast, I'll be discouraged because I'm not looking at the thing that matters. It doesn't matter what happens around us. What matters this morning is what God is doing within us. Is he changing you? When we get our eyes fixed on the bigger thing, I know that there may be people this year that I will have to say goodbye to. Or maybe I grieve the loss of those that have been close to me. But can I tell you, because of Jesus, I don't grieve like someone that has no hope. Because I know that it's never a goodbye when we look at things through the lens of Jesus. Because we are promised in his word that we have an eternity with our God and our King through the gift of Jesus Christ. So we can be joyful this morning. Not because things around us are perfect, but because God is perfect and he solves the impossible problem. Amen? That's what we celebrate this morning and that is the message of joy. So I want to encourage you this morning as we had a lot of times of laughing and celebrating this morning, as we thought about what we, what we saw and, and what the, the gift of joy really looks like, let's be reminded today that as we go out of these doors and we walk out of this place and we celebrate Christmas this year, let's be reminded that it has nothing to do what's happening around us. The true joy will never come from what's happening around us. It always comes from what God is doing within us. And what he's doing is he's reconciling every one of us that put our faith in Christ. If you don't know Jesus today and you've never put your faith in him, can I tell you the gift of joy is available to you like it is to everyone else. The gift of joy will change you, will transform you, not just for this place, but for all of eternity. And that is a gift worth celebrating. Amen? Amen.